Okay, hey everybody, we're back here on Turf War. I'm John Woodbridge, joined by Larry Luke. What's up? What's up? You can uh, follow us. I'm Jay Woodenbridge on Twitter. The show's uh, Twitter handle is Turf War Show, and Larry is at Larry Luke. With no E. With no E. Um, so, yeah, welcome back to another week. Uh, we wanted to kick things off here. We got a good show planned. Recording uh, late in the week this week. Yeah. Yeah, we're throwing it out here. It's okay. There's been a lot of sports, sports I know. in our world. I know. Well, there was a full day of baseball yesterday. That was a lot. But but we're going to get to that, though. We uh, we got a lot planned here, but we're going to start it off here um, with a little reflecting on what happened last week. Uh, I know for me, one of, one of the greatest things that I saw last week that really changed how I think about the NFL and game-winning kicks was watching that fat Saints fan... Uh, pull his shirt up and repeatedly. <laughs> what was that was, called? <laughs> he was using the rally towel and the ra- slapping his belly. <laughs> that was one of the funniest. But the the best thing about it was that the kick missed. I think it worked. <laughs> it, he psyched out his own guy. <laughs> that was also confusing. In the replay, I was thinking, weren't the Saints kicking that field goal? Or was he just so excited they were gonna win and he was like, I'm gonna slap uh, my belly because I'm excited. This I, is my victory dance. And yeah, and it was a, it was the pink breast cancer awareness rally towel too. It was just the whole scene of the he was so fat. What a slime ball. <laughs> that was pretty good though. Like that's the thing. I, I love the NFL and I love football and I love people who just get excited for their city and their team. But there's a line at which people cross where it's like, oh, you're that kind of person. You're the kind of person that like wants to expose your nasty belly yeah and then impact the game it didn't impact it impacted our retinas (laughs) yeah you're right i couldn't really watch anything after that on the other i don't even know who won that game the saints won yeah they won with the touchdown i but the only thing you remember the only thing you remember is that guy (laughs) that's all anyone's gonna remember for that game looking back in history so yeah, that was one thing that I really took to heart last week. Uh, what about you? Did you did you learn anything watching the NFL or watching any sports last week? I guess really. Um, I learned that LeBron James is um, kind of kind of still bitter with the Hawks a little Aww. bit. Yeah, I mean I know that they they swept the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals, but like. Yeah. There was early in the game they they played a, the Hawks and Cavs played their first preseason game against each other. Yeah. Um, in Cincinnati at Xavier University, and uh, early in the first quarter, Baysmore gave uh, LeBron a little shove. Ended up in camera row. Yeah. I don't know that it was that hard of a shove, but you know how LeBron likes to. Um, make hyperbole of things. Hey, it's preseason. You gotta loosen up your whole game. Yeah. Whether or not that's... You gotta work on the flops. Yeah. So, you know, kind of ends up in camera row and like right after that, like on the next play, like LeBron gives Bazemore a huge elbow. And I would say Bazemore embellished a little bit too, but you're like, oh, so this is for real. Yeah. So that's what I learned. I learned that LeBron is aware of Kent Bazemore and Kent Bazemore has been working all summer. To guard LeBron to, for, Yeah. That's good for Bays, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited so excited. I thought those uniforms looked really good on the court and on camera. They look great on TV. I did. 
Those was, colors really pop, and there's no mistaking who this team is. <clears throat> yeah, and it's that's not true. like oh, it's the boring Hawks again. It's mm-hmm. like look at these crazy things. Look at these guys flying around. They're passing the ball. Yeah, they got their center involved. Their new center. Well, there's two new centers, but I'm talking about Walter Tavares. His nickname is Eddie. Dude is so tall. He's like seven three or something, and his wingspan's even more than that. It's great. I was- <laughs> Might be to see, and we only beat them by like a point. Beat them by season. two, but we were up by ten for most of the game. That's all right. Um, but you know, it, it's just nice to know that we're we're totally on the Cavaliers' radar, and they have everything yeah. to lose, and we have nothing to lose. Yeah, it's good to be that like team playing that way. Um, so, you know, last week in the NFL, I think I called the the Redskins as an upset, which I proudly your boy Kirk Cousins KK. Coming in there, man, that was awesome. I listened on the radio. Actually, it was uh, it was really fun. I love listening to the home the home guys call the radio because they just start screaming and that final drive. I can't believe they put together a final drive right down the Garcon the whole way. It was awesome. It was cool. It was like two guys I never thought I never thought you'd hear K Cousin Garcon connect for a game winning drive, and that like that's the Redskins standard now. That's what they're doing. That's what they're going with. I'm just glad they beat the Eagles. That was, that was nice, yeah. They totally exposed... I mean, if you're an Eagles fan right now, you have to be distraught. You have to just oh, be yeah. so oh, yeah. upset. Like, it's not even injuries. It's the, it's it's the system. Chip calories. The whole Too many system. calories. The college system doesn't translate. Yeah, well, you know what? I heard... Um, I may have even mentioned this last week, but I heard Steve Young give a tremendous interview on ESPN where I learned a lot about the game just in this one minute interview on um part of the interruption but he was saying how in in college these days these guys are just learning how to throw the ball but they're not learning how to read defenses and you know it's the whole trickle down effect and then going into the offensive line and how these guys aren't learning how to pass block correctly because of the quick speed and of of college and just you know your hot route right before it's happening you're not even reading the defense to see yeah what's going on and that's and yeah, these but breaking it down and the oregon style o-line is like they they just need to block for like two seconds yeah and like exactly you know hopefully the quarterback's mobile enough to it, get out of the right. pocket if he needs to hold onto the ball different game and it's really it's interesting how it's translating in the nfl here but the yeah like, eagles o-line they can't they can't hold four seconds they can't. Well, it's amazing. I know. Well, well, you know, we're in for another week of it here. Get to. I love watching the Eagles games. They're such a fascinating team. Well, you know, they were supposed to be. They're Super Bowl favorites, probably. <laughs> probably, I guess. Um, but this week we got a big matchup here in Atlanta. The. The skins. The upticking Redskins come in to play. Undefeated. The undefeated. Dirty Bird. Just incredibly awesome Falcons. This could be a big letdown week for the Falcons, but I don't think you can overlook this Redskins team. I think if you're the Falcons, there's just there's it could be a down week, just naturally. But I think you look at this schedule and you're like, geez, this is the the Falcons' is, schedule is um, super light. It's like I, they 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 could potentially win out, which I know is like really optimistic in looking at things, but if. Dan if any Quinn, team could do it. If any team could do it, oh, yeah. it could be this team. And Can't argue that. Dan Quinn really needs to keep this, these guys disciplined, and who's to say he's not? They're undefeated mm-hmm. so far. And, and, and shout out Jay Envy for keeping them locked in. Yeah, focused during practice. 
Um, so Matt Ryan is the number two passer right now in the NFL in terms of yards. This is a side note. Do you know who the number one passer is? Uh, no. Well, yeah, any guess? No guess. Phil Rivers. Your boy. Number one in passing yards. How? I don't know. Didn't they already have a bye week, too? I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was really fascinating. It's You know what I think is hilarious is I don't think about Philip Rivers throwing medium-length passes. He throws, like, little short dinks yeah. that... Yeah. get taken for 50 yards, <laughs> like Woodhead style. You're exactly or, right. Or he'll put up a prayer and sometimes they magically get caught. <laughs> and he's got his guy Antonio Gates coming back. Ooh, that is scary. That's good. Who knows how Gates is going to be. I know. The, uh, the, the next big game this week is your Cowboys versus the Patriots. And we were, before going into this, we were able to... <laughs> um, we procure an exclusive interview with Jason Witten leading up to this game, but what do you? What are I'm your thoughts on? Too. What are your thoughts on this game? I'm frightened. Yeah, frankly, like the Falcons' offense without, or I'm sorry, the Cowboys' offense without Tony Romo the last two weeks has been pathetic. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just been sad, and like the run game looks good on their first and second drives usually, and then they seem to abandon it. Whedon yeah. doesn't look comfortable back there, and the injuries, they're plagued. I don't think they can keep up scoring-wise. They're plagued. I know. I don't think, you're right, I don't think they can keep up. I mean... Is I, Sean Lee going to play uh, You know, defense? about that, I have no idea, and I tweeted out a real, a serious question. Is it common for middle linebackers to start on special teams, especially the kickoff team, like that, at that know. in the NFL? I don't know either if that's a normal thing. It's ridiculous. Because he was injured last week. He got a concussion on kickoff, which everyone knows is a very, uh, you know, the odds are kind of in your favor that you're going to get injured on the kickoff team. That's why the NFL has made all these rules, you know, moving it back and this and that. But it was just a little disheartening to see him on the kickoff team in the first place and then getting injured on a kickoff. was. It just felt like I, I didn't know yeah. if that was common or not. You know, I listened to an interview um, with Ben and Skin. They're uh, local dudes in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite sports radio guys. Uh, they interviewed Cole Beasley, and they asked him a similar question. Like, is is it common for Sean Lee to be this? Like, shouldn't he, you know, will he... Oh, really? The likeliness of him getting injured yeah. is so high. Yeah. And Beasley was like, look, I, um, I was in college at SMU, and... I, I was wide receiver and I ran. Um, I was on kickoff yeah. coverage as well. He's like, I got kind, I got twisted my ankle playing wide receiver, and then they pulled me from kick team. Yeah. So like, it can go the other way too. Yeah. That's how it usually. That's how it always went when I played. Was if you were a little winded or if you had a slight injury, they just pulled you off. Yeah. And more often than not, they would be the backups on those special teams. And that's the chance for the backups to get in, get some film on them, you know, get the, yeah. get their eyes on them from the coaches. And it, it just seemed really weird to me that that, I, and yeah, unfortunate I don't, at the same I don't time. get it when the kind of the captain of your defense is so valuable. Yeah. He, without Sean Lee, I just don't see how they're going, going to be able to stop the Patriots on offense. And then much less have this... Like, you're, they're missing so many starters on both sides of the ball. How do they keep up with Brady? How do they keep up with Gronk? And and how do they score? I don't. Yeah. I just don't see them scoring. Well, we got uh, Jason Witten's thoughts on this, and it was a little surprising. This is an exclusive interview with Turf War, 
and he, you know, he was able to, sorry, I jumped the gun there a little bit, he was nice enough to come on and do a little phone interview with us, so I just want to play it for you, I want to, I want you to hear what, what he had to say about the game. The mentality that Jason creates, this, yeah, there's no question. This team blows the big time, gets some tight ends and some receivers. This team has done a great job of really not worrying about the offense. and So uh, you know, that's just part of it. you got to find ways to, to, to rally, 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 rally. you got to go play football. And, but I think Jones and Collins, um, you know, Nikovich on the other side embodied the dirty runs, um, but but we do show respect to those guys. They're really good. A lot yeah. to say there. He seemed to be talking some trash. Uh, yeah. Did you catch him in a bar or something? Like after a few drinks? Um, no, he just called in. It was about I guess three in the morning though when we when we spoke. But well, Jason Wooden, he, he long nights. He didn't seem to think that the Patriots were any good, and he also said that uh, their secondary embodied. I believe it was the dirty runs, but man, he's got a big week ahead of him. He's got to back up a lot of that SmackDown. Now he's going to be targeted. You know, Belichick doesn't mess around. I know. Well, good luck, Jason. I hope that you know not everything. I hope they didn't hear that. They're going to really remember that. Um. So who who's your upset this week, Larry? My upset pick, and this is kind of controversial. I'm going to take the Raiders at home against the Broncos. I totally agree with you. I, I, I don't think that baseball diamond... Well, they may yeah. have converted it by now. I don't know <laughs> if they even do that in Oakland, but I just don't think Peyton's going to survive. No. He's going to be like, oh, damn, second base. <laughs> but Peyton's going to have a rough day. Uh, Raiders fans, for some reason, I know are going to be really geeked up in yeah. Halloween costumes. Yeah. I I just it just doesn't look it's, favorable and you know if Peyton does pull this out then you know maybe he's for real this this year but he hasn't looked all that great. I don't see him going away from home into Oakland with this with this terrible weird field. Oakland team. Yeah. Terrible field which I do think actually might impact Peyton. Um this Oakland team that's oddly scary in an upset way and just leaving home I don't think he I don't just don't think he can do it. I agree with you totally. That was my pick too, so I guess we're only giving out one. But I, I solidly think that the I, I agree with that pick. Um, did you? Did, I know we were talking a little Hawks earlier before we came in here, and oh, and your baseball team is. Oh, you know Texas what's going on Rangers. in baseball? We Shout got a lot of Rangers. Away teams winning these games here. There's a lot Rangers. of away teams winning baseball games in the postseason. The Rangers took two in Toronto against the Blue Jays, which super excited about um but it's been really tough to follow all the games have been going on during the work day and so i've been having to do the game cast oh yeah catch catch the scores later or like follow some tweeters you do the work and watch it's tough i really don't like doing that and it's it's disrespectful like why can't they play games simultaneously during prime time. Why do baseball games get played in the day like that, yet when the NBA Finals and the same similar structure are happening, it's all at night. All the games are at night, you know, 7 p.m. And, and on. But at baseball, they'll start at 12.45 in the afternoon and just link them together. No well, idea. But why, why is baseball the only day sport? No idea. Maybe it's like tradition. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, businessman special. 
people like to yeah. skip out of work and play hooky like Ferris Bueller style and I, watch games? I think you might be right with that tradition. You know, it seems... But I, I don't know. Let's be real. Like, yeah. if the Rangers lose on Sunday in Arlington, then the Monday game will be a, another 3 o'clock start in Arlington. Yeah. Like, three of four playoff games for this team are going to be happening during the work day. Yeah. That's just not right. It's weird. I like the day games. Personally, I like the day baseball games, but I I know if it were my team in a playoff game, I'd want it to be at night, especially at home. You want that atmosphere. It's not the same at 12.45. Yeah. And that's, that was on the East Coast? It, they, they were in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, it's East Coast. Okay. Yeah, they weren't in they weren't in Texas. I was gonna say that's even eleven forty five Central, but it wasn't. It's but tough. It's tough though. Yeah, it's odd to me that they do that in baseball. I'll, I'd like to know. But either either way, that. couldn't be happier if they advance. If the Rangers advance, maybe I'll look into going back and catching a playoff game in Arlington. I think that'd be really nice. Yeah. And also, uh, on the other side, if. If the Astros advance, I think it'd be really cool to have a Rangers-Astros ALCS. Mm-hmm. Like, you know a team from Texas will be going to the World Series. Yeah. How crazy cool. is that? And a, a uh, not just a team from Texas, a team, either of them, no one thought would be going to the World Series. Nobody. Nobody. All right, so getting into our DraftKings picks this week, um, I don't know how much value this really holds. We just won our first amount of money each. Well, I guess you won <laughs> I guess you won it a few weeks ago though, right? I won two dollars a few weeks ago. And I won about a buck forty last week. So we're quitting our jobs. So pathetic. We're gonna be full time DraftKings uh drafters. Uh but so you know I wanna know who you got this week. I th- well I think there's two so, strategies. Yeah. You just pick a bunch of big dogs and try to stack your lineup with all these like amazing players mm-hmm. and hope that like they outperform everyone else. Yeah. I think that's a futile approach. Yeah. Another approach is picking a bunch of underrated guys. Yeah. Playing people that most people wouldn't pick so you can beat the pack. You're playing the game within the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of doing both. Mm-hmm. I'm picking the entire Patriots offense here. Mm. I'm taking Tom Brady. I'm taking uh, Gronk and, and Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. They're just going to shred the Dallas defense. Mm-hmm. And then I'm filling in the gaps with a bunch of garbage, but underrated. Yeah. Garbage, like yeah. like Trey Mason, he's been underperforming. But yeah, he catches one touchdown. That's a touchdown that nobody else is gonna have. True. Um, I've got Spiller, C.J. Spiller. He had a great performance last week. Yeah. Um, and then other people, I've got um, Jermaine Curse in Seattle. Uh, I'm taking the Cardinals defense. Also, and yeah, they're, they're playing the Lions, right? Yeah, they're ranked pretty high, but yeah. here's, here's the thing. Uh, I've taken some trash players, so I can stretch and pick a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, good luck with that Patriots offense. Witten had a lot to say about that. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Hope, you, I hope you're right. Witten doesn't play defense. That's true. Um, you know, I agree with your strategy. I, uh, I'll show you who I pick here. I'm taking Rivers, because he's the best. And I'm taking Forsett at my running back because he's terrible. So why not? 
And then Keenan Allen, because Rivers is going to throw him like 10 touchdowns passes probably. Yeah. Eifert, because the Broncos stink. Or no, I'm sorry, he's not on the Broncos, he's on Cincinnati. I'm, I'm taking Eifert because the tight end is a bad quarterback's best friend. So Andy Dalton is going to be looking at him all day because Andy, you know, whatever. And uh, I'm going Falcons D against the Redskins. Rise up. Although I, th- I think that game is going to be pretty tight, but I feel like <laughs> I, the Redskins are coming off a win. I know the Falcons are coming off a big win, too. It's going to be an interesting game. I don't know who's going to have the letdown, but... The Skins will play hard. <laughs> the Skins will play hard, but I feel like uh, when Kirk Cousins starts to give up interceptions, Kirk Cousins gives up a lot of interceptions. Falcons so, D-line gets to him. Yeah. It's if JMB gets him hyped up. It's all about. It's all on Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> did they practice today? You think? We no, should set up practice the day before the game. But I okay. did get some in, an inside scoop. Jay's gonna play uh, Jumpman by Drake in future. Awesome. And that's gonna get the that's defense do it. very hyped. That is yeah. some inside information. Exclusive. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything to add? Go Rangers. Go Rangers. Yeah. I'd like to see more fat people in the NFL this week. I hope that oh, there's some fat fans. Fat fans. Oh, surely yeah. we'll have some. Shirtly. Shirtlessly. Shirtlessly we'll have some. So I'll be on the lookout for that. But I'm John Woodbridge. I'm Larry Luke. This is Turf War Show. Thanks for listening.